Welcome into the official where we have a return visitor, special guest Walker White of the class of 2024. He's a top QB rated by all the services of four star. And he's been gracious enough to give us a couple of uh, shows where he comes on, talks about his season, what is he working on as a player and where he's at in the recruiting cycle. So we're really excited to have him, uh, you know, and Matt, David are here and we will also go over some news and notes on the recruiting trail uh, at the end after, after we let Walker head off. So thanks for sticking with us. This is The Official. All right, welcome in. We've got Matt, we've got David, and special guest Walker White. If you haven't followed us, and this is one of your first shows, Walker's a good friend of the show. He's now been on, this will be three times. Um, Highly rated quarterback in the class of 2024, um, and four-star prospect on all the services, and we are delighted to have him here again. Walker, good evening. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I just got out of football about an hour ago, and now I'm uh now I'm just at home, and season's going good. We just got off a of bye week and played a uh, our first our first game off the bye week and got a got a good win. So season's rolling, doing good. That's awesome. Well, we are really glad to have you here. Before we get started, like and subscribe to this video if you like what we do here at the official. Go check out the brand new and improved website. We've got multiple subscriptions for all of your college football and recruiting needs. Um, CampusToCanton.com. That's our parent website, articles, tools, guides, and multiple other uh, ways you can really enjoy both college football. And of course, what we do here at the official, which is diving into the recruits uh, on, on the high school side. So uh, welcome in Matt. We had a little technical difficulty, David, ready to get started. Like you said, Walker, you're off a bye, heading into the second half of your season here for Little Rock Christian Academy in, obviously, Little Rock, Arkansas. And, um, you know, I'm going to throw it to David to kind of check in with your season. How's it going? Yeah, so you guys came off a 45-13 win against Mountain Home. Um, I guess just talk about the game itself, how you feel like you played, and how you guys are kind of setting up and building momentum going in, heading into a playoff run. Yeah, for sure. So going into this game, we all knew we were going to win. I mean, we've kind of built that mentality of our team um, and just understanding like what everyone's job is Um, going into this game. I knew that what we needed to do was just execute because that's kind of been like a up and down roller coaster for our offense. And so I really emphasized with the guys this week of just executing and doing your job. Um, And if we do that, wins will pop up on the board and um I played I played pretty good I feel like I'm continuing to make plays with my legs as the as the game of football develops more and more running quarterbacks are becoming more popular um and so I feel like I need to emphasize that um as much as possible because uh, my coaches put it put it to me as like I'm one of our running backs whenever things break down, like I'm, I'm that guy to like bail us out or just kind of just make positive plays. Um, 
I feel like our offense lately hasn't been really efficient in the passing game. Um, I feel like that's been on all three aspects, like the coaches, the, the me, and the receivers. And we all we all just need to clean it up. I feel like we are cleaning it up. And I feel like we haven't been doing enough to kind of keep the defense honest. And what I mean by that is just I feel like we've only been running – one type of passing offense and that's quick game. And so that's kind of leaving the leaving all defenses to kind of know exactly what we're going to do and be really predictable. And so this next game against Solemn Springs up by Fayetteville, it's going to be about a four hour drive. Um, what we're really just wanting to do is just kind of emphasize being even in every aspect of the game and um, taking shots down the field and quick game and run game and just kind of executing every aspect of the game. And that's what we really need to be able to do going into playoffs is master every part of the game. And if we can do that, we'll be unstoppable. Yeah. So I noticed like your next opponents, zero and seven as well. I, are you going to kind of use them to like work on new stuff a little bit? Like you guys are probably going to win. I'm assuming. So like, yes, sir. Yeah. So for us, like, like I was saying, I mean, we just need to really work on intermediate passing um, because I feel like that's what we've been holding back. Um, and uh, me and the receivers and the coaches all know that that's what we need to be able to do if we're going to win a state championship. And so against Salem Springs, this 0-7 team, we don't need to take lightly because they do have a they have they do have a few good athletes, and we don't want to be in a situation where we feel stuck and just shoot ourselves in the foot. We need to just go in there and execute and get in and get out. So, uh, Walker, you know, you're the quarterback. You've mentioned before, even on the recruiting trail, coaches, you know, kind of look to you and say, hey, you're going to lead our recruiting class. You're leading your team coming out of the bye. And y'all still have your playoff. I mean, playoffs are still on the table, of course, and after a few L's, but that's okay. And so, you know, what do you – what do you say to your teammates? I mean, you said get out there, do your job. You know, what are you doing now you're a junior – um, to kind of take even more of a step as like the leader of the team, face of LRCA, and take your team to the next level. Yeah, so for, for me personally, I think the biggest thing is just the attitude that I show because the the whole offense reflects on how I act. And so if after a bad play, I'm like, I'm down in the dumps and I'm like, I'm mad and I'm, I'm like, pissing myself off and I'm like not kind of like moving on then the offense won't and then it'll just be like a domino effect and we'll fall down but if after every bad play and good play I'm able to move on and encourage my teammates to know your next job get in the formation and do your route this next play as good as you did at the last play and then every other play after that I it it just it all kind of really starts with how I encourage my guys. So if I can be positive and pushing my guys and competitive, then they'll respond well to that. And I've seen them respond well to that. I've had practices where I get mad at myself and then we fall. But I've also had practices where I stay positive and I continue to push my guys and then we'll have a bad series and then we'll pick it back up and we'll start doing good again. And so, I mean, for me, the biggest thing – is just kind of encouraging my guys 
and knowing my job in that leadership role um, because I, I am naturally like a good leader um, and every quarterback is the running engine of the offense. And so if, I, if I'm down, the engine doesn't run. So, sure. I mean, that's just kind of like been my biggest thought process. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that uh, at the Elite 11 anyway. I mean, these weren't even your teammates, and I remember you out there, you know, kind of encouraging all the receivers who were there who you didn't probably even know. Just kind of like you do have that, you know, hey, let, we're all in this together. Let's work on this together. You know, good route, telling guys they did a good job, encouraging your you know, everyone around you. So I think, you know, that's the good that you do that, and I, I definitely have seen it firsthand. So switching gears a little bit, your performance specifically, it looks like it's a little different than it was last year. Just kind of looking at your numbers, looking at your stats from uh, sophomore year to junior year. Last year, 20 attempts per game. Now you're up to about 27, so you're throwing the ball a little bit more. Would you say the offense has opened it up a little bit more for you, like the more of the playbook is available um, and things like that as you matured? I would say based on, from comparison of last year to this year, we have upped the throwing um, a good, by a good amount. Um, but like I was saying, I mean, just there's a little bit of inconsistency with our offense. Um, last game, we only threw it 19 times, um, maybe five of those or six of those being screens. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's I've just kind of like tried to push the thought of we need to we need to like open up our playbook a little bit more. Um, and there's been games where we've thrown it 32 times, 28 times, and that's really good. Um, and then whenever we do throw it that, that many times, I need to be efficient enough to have a high com high completion percentage. So, but yeah, I mean, for me, I, I want to keep the defenses honest because I feel like sometimes if we're so conservative, we'll be predictable and then we don't, we don't end up having the success that we pictured in, in practice. And so um, there has been, there has been a lot more throwing, but I feel like we can also be a little bit more evened out. Gotcha. And then on the, on the ground, you know, that's a big part of your game. We've talked about it before. And you're not necessarily running more, but it looks like you're running better. You know, I've got you around seven yards per attempt instead of 5.4 last year. You already have eight touchdowns in half a season as opposed to five all of last year. So, you know, is that an area of your game? You mentioned before you are kind of running a little bit more uh, or in different ways or kind of are they using you more towards the goal line? You know, anything like that that is a, a development on the ground? No, I think our running game this year has gotten really good. Um, I think we've gotten more creative. I think I also have gotten faster and quicker. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I've told you this, but during like for like for like six months or five months, I took tap classes. Um, and so I, I mainly did that for like my footwork. Um, and I'm going to continue that, but I haven't really been able to during season after season, I'm going to start that back up because I really enjoyed it as well. But what I needed was just lighter and quicker feet. And I feel like that's really helped. Um, so I feel like I've been, I've gotten more shifty. Um, I feel like my vision has gotten better and I feel like I've gotten a, a better understanding of my role when I, when I run the ball. So, um, yeah, you, you are correct. I, I feel like I've ran the ball a lot more efficiently this year than I did last year. That's amazing. You heard it here first, folks. 
You get better with your footwork. Take some top classes. David might have to roll that into his his prospecting. Like start to look <laughs> on Twitter and find out uh, what QBs are taking tap classes. Um, awesome, <laughs> well, awesome stuff. Well, there. you see, uh, Alex Collins took Irish Irish dancing. Do you know who Alex Collins was? The running. Oh yeah, running back from Arkansas. He played in the NFL mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, he played for the um, for the Seahawks and for the uh, Ravens and. He was a good running back, but he took Irish dancing. And if you go on his Instagram, you'll see him do some Irish dancing. He's kind of funny. But uh, no, that's, that's gross. Outside the box. I love it. That's thinking outside the box. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, switching over to the college recruiting side of things here. Um, uh, when you're watching college on the weekends, is there any team, whether they're actively recruiting you or not, is there any team's offenses that are really standing out to you so far in the season? Yes. Um, there's – there's been I've been I've been to visit some colleges as well to go watch their games. Um, that's been fun. But when I'm at home and I'm watching college football, um, Ole Miss's offense, uh, Alabama's offense, um, Arkansas's offense had a really good game last last week. And so I mean, I've watched. I haven't really watched that many schools. Um, I've watched. A couple of LSU games. I've watched some Oklahoma State, and those all of those teams, their offenses are just really like really rolling. And I feel like those offenses kind of fit my play, and so those are kind of been like the ones that I've been paying attention to and watching whenever. And Kentucky, oh, I love watching Kentucky. Um, whenever I went there, I kind of fell in love with it. Um, I I love Will Levis. I feel like I. And really like him, um, and I met Coach Scangarello. He was a really good, really cool, like con- self, like controlled dude. Um, and I love watching his offense. I think it's I, I'm not surprised at all as of of how well they've done this year. And so yeah, those those are kind of the offenses I've been paying attention to. Yeah, I think you'd be great fit in most of those. That would be pretty yeah. ideal spots. Um. In terms of um, your recruiting itself, how difficult would it be, you know, you're halfway, a little over halfway through your junior season, how hard would it be for a brand new team to just hop in on your recruitment and maybe, you know, contend with everybody else? Um, It wouldn't be that hard. I know know Kentucky and Alabama haven't offered me, um, but I really do like them. And um, if they were to offer me, they'd be in the – They'd probably be in the top five. I mean, I, I really, really love them. Um, and those those are the schools that haven't offered me. But, like, so, a school like Oklahoma State as well, like, they're doing really well. And um, I love Tim Rattay. He's the quarterback coach up there. Um, and I, those are just kind of, like, the three schools that I have in mind. If they were to offer, that I would be really interested in. You know, one o- offense that's obviously making tons of noise this year is Kansas. And I've, I've watched some Kansas and I'm like, you know, that, you know, all the option, all the deception and, and motion and different things like that. I, I, you've crossed my mind when I've watched some of the Kansas stuff. Is that, is that like, are guys talking about that kind of, you know, at your level on the recruiting trail or any other people you're talking to is like, everyone's like, Hey, let's, what, we got to look at Kansas here. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kansas and TCU, um, TCU's their their backup quarterback and their OC, OC um, coach Riley they're doing really well. I actually haven't been able to watch Kansas, um, 
I haven't been able to watch one of their games, but I have watched a little bit of TCU's, and they're kind of like the same aspect. And Kansas State, Kansas State is doing yeah really good as well. Um, I watched them play Oklahoma, and uh, those three schools are like their offenses are rolling, but you see it start it starts with the quarterback, and so that's just kind of like really cool to see because um, I actually met Chandler Morris, who is the original starter for TCU. He got hurt. Upcoming, and he's actually a Heisman candidate this year, and so it's kind of cool to see these offenses work. Um, I actually, but I have not been able to watch Kansas play this year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Duggan, I can see a little little uh, Walker White in, in Max Duggan's game. Yeah, yeah, Max Duggan is. I, I was just on the phone with a TCU coach, and he was he's doing good. He's doing good. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well. Thanks for taking some time. I know your schedule is crazy busy, but we love getting that insight. Um, just getting to know you, getting to know the process. That's really cool for us. Anybody else have any final parting words? That's all, no, man. Just think, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming. Thank y'all. All right, Walker. We'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Thank y'all so much. See Bye. you. Thank you. See y'all. See later. Yes, sir. All right. This is a great meeting. I mean, yeah, you're here to hear first inside information on uh, special training for um, for footwork. All right, so we're going to switch gears here, go over some news and notes for the second half of the show. Uh, just kind of a grab bag, things we've been talking about behind the scenes we figured would be worth bringing to everyone's attention. David, uh, we talked about this a little bit during the mock draft. I drafted a Marion Peterson, running back going to USC, and – we had a little debate about the weight, uh, his weight listed, I think, on three at 182. But David found, what's he up to on on three now? Yeah, so I usually lean on on three because they usually seem to be, they, they're mostly up to date on their weights. And they had him at 182, and now they have him at 220. And I like, we knew he wasn't 182 just by looking at him. So, like, his Twitter profile says he's 210. Uh, you know, I don't know. He's, he's somewhere in there between the 210, 210, 220 range. So that's very positive especially with the mile per hour we have on it which i'm pretty sure is over 21 miles per hour yeah i think it's over 21 yeah i think it's matt like did that 21 did nine, you so. plug that in at all to any of your models or um uh the comparison tool that changes a little bit of your opinion on them yes but i'm a little tentative still because i'm not i think he put on at least 15 to 20 pounds coming into this season I think it's kind of noticeable. I watched his junior end season tape back to back today, and I, I think he he's moving a little clunkier. So I okay. think that's something to be on the lookout for. So I'm not yeah, of course, as confident about the 21.9 still, but we'll see. I timed a couple, but he doesn't really have as many big runs so far on his huddle as he did last year. So always the flip side of the coin right just because you gain weight if you lose a little juice maybe not worth the trade-off so very interesting points um i still am pretty impressed with the guy he's one of my favorite recruits in this class but um certainly worth noting if we have big weight gain let's let's check that senior tape big big news i know a running back that was drafted in our mock draft i know you guys i think both like him who what's not to like big fast catches passes roderick robinson the second flips from ucla to uga now when i throw it to you guys what does this mean i think there's two sides of this what does it mean for his 
college fantasy for C2C, at least early. And what does it mean for if we got our eye on the NFL? Does it change anything a little bit bit about, you know, what you're looking at for ultimate NFL ability, capital, whatever? David, I mean, yeah, just take take your take. I think it it probably helps his Debbie potential, his NFL potential, because he has a chance to – to prove that he's good against the, the best competition in the SEC. Um, Georgia does really well producing and developing running backs in general. I think we're a little sour on this and gen- like we want that college production. And so like we thought UCLA was like the perfect spot for that to just, uh, just plug in there right away and just get going. Now he's got, I mean, there's Kendall Milton. I don't know. He's probably coming back. Um, you got Branson Robinson and you got Andrew Paul, a lot of redundant type players that he's going to have to just wait. I don't know, maybe two seasons before he really gets going. So, you know, it's, it's good and it's bad. Yeah. Matt, any, any other takes? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just pretty much mostly bad. Like all I can say is like going to Georgia, like helps his floor. Like he'll probably be drafted no matter what now. But he's not going to get drafted higher because he went to Georgia over UCLA. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, especially when he's going to have to wait minimum three years on the bench unless he comes in and blows everyone away, which they have such a talented room. I doubt that's going to happen. So you're going to wait three years for a guy who there's a good chance, you know, the way Georgia running backs are currently going, that he's going to be a day three best-case scenario, day two pick, but looking more like day three. So it's – Unless unless they get a Nick Chubb talent, they're not going to be a first round running back. And so the advantage of going to Georgia, it really doesn't mean that much anymore. That's an yeah. I mean, that is an interesting take. You know, like you do have to be so so good. You can't, you know, prove it on the field until year three. You basically might have one shot to like have a great single season, and then and you go with second round. But I think you're right maybe all these pieces in the different backfields of Bama and UGA end up being later picks because they're just share time forever. Um, uh, Yeah. I mean, I think we talked last week, like we thought he just stepped right in the Charbonnet role, probably like year one, day one on campus. So it's definitely a dampener for C2C value for sure. Um, And then for Debbie value, I, I think I might lean uh, my first in- impression was like it's better for NFL draft capital, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I might agree. Is, more is with Kenny here. Kenny McIntosh? Is he going to go higher than Charbonnet? No, yeah, exactly. No, I think I think you make Probably some good points the there. I'm not yeah. sure if it's uh, beneficial for any draft capital or C2C, so it is kind of a bummer. Uh, but. You can't argue. I mean, you know, the guy wants to go get developed by the best of the best, play in the SEC, compete for national championship. I'm who am I to say? Don't do that. Um, some senior year red flags. David, I know, was kind of mining through some of the stats, keeping up to date with some of these guys. We have two guys that popped for you as a little concerning for senior year when, you know, you want these guys to be trajectory up, having the best season of their life. Carmelo English, who decommitted from Auburn, we mentioned him a few weeks ago. And then I think it's Christian Hamilton committed to UNC. David, what are you seeing that make that, you know, maybe there's some pause here for these are four star prospects. So these are fairly high blue chip guys that you have a little concerns about. Yeah, they're pretty highly ranked. Carmelo English, I 
believe he decommitted from Auburn, but um, a lot of a lot of schools are coming after him, and it's it to me, it kind of seems like he's regressing a little bit. He like last year, um, his teammates averaged more yards per reception than him. Is it a huge deal? Maybe not. Like he still had 70 receptions, um, but this season he's only averaging 11.2 yards per reception. It just seems like he should be more dominant on the high school level. Things are only going to get harder going forward. Um, and also his teammates are averaging 5.4 um, yards per reception better than he is. So it's just, it's something to, to kind of be concerned about for me, at least. Um, not to mention he's an old wide receiver too. So his profile just is a little muddy at the moment. And then um, Christian Hamilton is another guy that's getting outperformed by a teammate that doesn't even have a 24-7 profile. So that's slightly concerning too. I, um, one of his teammates, I believe is Jalen Harris. He has like 200, yard, 200 more yards than he does so far this season. So, you know, we're probably only halfway through the season. We'll just, it's just something to monitor at this point. And, you know, the caveat here is uh, we are, we already struggle with injury reports at the college levels. So we have no idea what's happening. I mean, these guys are playing, they're on, are on the field, but we really don't know. There could be some extenuating circumstances, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, you would like to see a guy like Christian Hamilton, who's a pretty highly rated four star wide receiver, and I like his tape. I like Carmelo English's tape, but highlights can be deceiving. And so we, we do want to take a look at the whole body of work. We wrap this stuff into the model that the wide receiver model that we do have behind the scenes. So a lot of this production type stuff is wrapped up into that. Uh, right, Matt? And so it matters. You know, it's worth keeping tabs on this. All right. And then final little nuggets here. I just thought this was a fun thing to talk about. We're always talking in the Slack. David's always throwing and Matt, you know, just deep cuts, things they're finding out on Twitter. But David, you you had a nice strategy for finding out, I guess, some new offers that are being handed out to identify risers late in the process and, uh, you know, sleepers. And I I want you to tell our audience, you know, what are some of your tricks to find deep sleepers and stuff at this point in the process? Yeah. So most of the, 2023 guys are kind of discovered already there. Most of them already have offers, but um, one way to find out got like seen high, you know, seniors that are rising that are obviously playing well and that are getting more um, attention is just to do a Twitter search. All you have to do is Twitter search blessed to receive an offer. Cause you see that on every time they get an offer, you know, they tweet it out with a graphic. So just search that you got to go through other sports and stuff, but just focus on the football ones and just maybe you'll come across a player that you, you know, you don't know who he is and maybe a power five team just got in the mix on him. Um, and then you can just kind of use, use that information and go watch his tape and, you know, see if you like him. Yeah. Another thing uh, that that's great, by the way, I mean, that's outside the box, right? I know, I know that you have both, I think Matt was doing this, uh, you know, searching for basically like happy birthday, uh, to find days that people are tweeting at these guys, you know, happy birthday and doing the math and seeing, you know, how old they were and when they were born, things like that. So you got to be creative and we are doing that for you. Um, but I do love the search hashtag, you know, blessed to receive. Um, but then also, I mean, very simple. If anybody wants to go and try to find some guys, you know, outside of the 24 seven, outside of those obvious lists, you can also just go to Max Preps. I will. We'll sometimes go to Max Preps. You can search 
per class. You can just see what sophomores are overperforming, what juniors are racking up all the yardage this year, seniors. And again, like David said, get the name who's maybe producing a ton, go watch a little huddle and just see if they pop right away. And sometimes you can find guys that only have FCS offers right now, but it's a way to get some of these names that maybe uh, at the end of the recruiting cycle are super, you know, super buzzy like Andrew Paul was last year and Damian Martinez. So um, those are some little tricks. I don't know, Matt, uh, if you had anything else you um, do just to kind of, game the system a little bit because we don't always have the information straight in our face. Uh, yeah. Some, one other thing that Dave and I do is we look at certain teams offers lists, like Marshall is one of our favorites or Austin PA. Uh, just, mm-hmm. they, they offer a lot of, you know, rising guys. They never end up getting them, but they offer a lot of guys and uh, a lot of athletic guys, particularly, which is our favorites, of course. Uh, yeah, I know David. Uh, David loves. Is it Vandy? You always love yeah, Vandy sending out offers to Purdue, Rutgers. Yeah. I think, that's I think other teams are tailing. Them. I think other teams are tailing Vanderbilt. Like they'll offer a guy, and then all of a sudden, other offers flood in. So that is so interesting. But yeah, certain staffs may have a process that kind of identifies guys that we all otherwise like and stuff. So that can't be discounted. I mean. You got to figure out creative ways because just going by 24 seven, if you want to beat your league mates, if you want to find the next, uh, you know, sleeper, just going on two, four, seven alone is not, you're not, you know, you are not getting any advantage because that's what everyone's working off of. So these are all good ways uh, to find new guys, new names, waiver pickups, things like that, you know, in the early parts of the season that you can jump on. So with that being said, I think that wraps up this week. Thanks, guys. It was really fun. Um, love having Walker on. That's always a that's always a good time. All right, for uh, for Matt and David, this is the official.